What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode is going to be a deep dive into supplements. And now, before we get into this topic, this really is one of the more popular topics out there, right? Everybody wants to know what supplements should I be taking to be getting the best results possible. And the reality of the situation is you don't need any supplements. If I'm 100% honest with you guys about myself, I use very, very few supplements. And as we get into the discussion today and as, as I walk you through the supplements that I recommend that my clients take and a couple of the supplements that I take and the reasoning behind them, you'll understand the why behind them and maybe understand why supplements aren't necessarily as important as we think when we first begin. And as for beginners, I remember for myself too, when I very first started, it was all about supplements. It was all about finding what supplements were going to help me get my results the fastest. But at the end of the day, when it comes to taking supplements, they're probably going to help with two and a half to five percent of your total progress when your training and your nutrition are going to make up ninety five to ninety seven and a half percent of the progress that you actually actually make inside of your body composition. So I just want to set the frame for for you there first and help you understand that supplements aren't really that big of a deal. You don't need them to make great progress. And one problem that I see in the supplement industry is we're led to believe that we need them. And so the first thing that we do is we go to a supplement shop. And when you go into a supplement shop, you end up with a salesperson in a supplement shop talking to you about why you need these certain products to get to the results that you want. And being blatantly honest with you, the reason that they're saying this is because they're trying to make sales to keep their business thriving. And as far as fitness influencers, you see influencers all the time talking about the supplements they take because, again, it helps drive revenue by using their codes to help them get more money going into the business that they're sponsored by, which helps them make more money at the end of the day and adds to their bottom line. So the hard truth of supplements is it's a business. So it's going to be marketed like a business, like you need it. When at the end of the day, you don't really need supplements to create great progress inside of your body composition. But I'm going to talk to you about the few, rec- the few supplements that I do recommend and when I recommend them just to help clear this up and give you guys an understanding so that you're not wasting your money on buying tons of supplements. And at the same time, you're not missing out on some supplements that might actually have some benefit to you and help you in the long run. So without further ado, let's just hop into it. All right, so I've got five supplements here that we're going to talk about that I feel like are the most important or the ones that can actually be relevant to helping you in the long run. And the first one that we're going to talk about is a multivitamin. When it comes to multivitamins, now, as with all of these that we're going to talk about, you can get all of these supplements through your diet. A supplement is just that. It's to supplement your diet with what you're missing out on in your diet to help make sure you're covering all of your bases. So when it comes to a multivitamin, if you're already getting a big variety of fruits and vegetables in your diet, chances are you're getting the majority of vitamins already in your diet. So for somebody that has a very clean and dynamic diet, meaning you're eating a lot of different foods that are all relatively healthy with a lot of minerals and vitamins in them, chances are you don't need a multivitamin. But if you're the type of person who eats a lot of the same things each and every day, maybe it is healthy, but chances are 
eating smaller amounts of foods where you're not always changing your food options up that much means you're probably missing out on some different vitamins out there that you should be taking advantage of and getting into your body so that you're not having lower doses of certain things and higher doses of others, which could potentially mess things up for you in the long run. Eating too much of the same thing all the time definitely helps you be able to stay more consistent. It makes it easier to hit your calorie and protein numbers all the time, but you could be missing out on some key vitamins inside of your nutrition. And so just as an insurance policy, if you are that type of person, taking a multivitamin each day is just a great way to ensure that you are getting in all of the vitamins that you need on the daily to make sure that you're not getting insufficient doses of anything. But again, is this something that you absolutely need? Definitely not. And I'm going to say that on every single one of these supplements that I go over. But as far as multivitamins, if you are that type of person, you don't change up your food options a whole lot. You keep things relatively similar all the time. Are you're missing out vitamins and minerals that are probably key for you. And so just making sure that you have a multivitamin that you're taking every single morning can drastically help in terms of that, just to make sure that you are getting all different types of vitamins and minerals, which at the end of the day is going to help with your overall health. It's going to help uh, potentially not have you getting sick. It's going to make sure that you're not insufficient in anything, which could potentially impact hormones in different sort of ways and different things like that. So taking a multivitamin is an absolute, not if you get a plethora of different fruits and vegetables um, and it's dynamic each and every week, you're probably fine and don't need it. But again, like for myself, I eat a lot of the same things over and over just because it's easier to stay consistent that way and more of a creature of habit. So taking a multivitamin each day just is that insurance policy to make sure that I am getting a wide variety of all vitamins and minerals just to make sure that I'm taking my overall health and long-term health into consideration and I'm not getting insufficient doses of anything. Number two is creatine. And now creatine is the most studied supplement on the market. And one really nice thing about creatine as well is that it's probably the cheapest supplement on the market, at least the cheapest, most effective supplement on the market. And when it comes to creatine, I get asked all the time, do I need creatine? Do I need creatine? I get a lot of ladies that ask, do I need creatine? Should I take creatine as a female? Some people tell me I should. Some people tell me that I shouldn't. And at the end of the day, all that creatine does is it's going to help you hold on to more water in your muscles, help you hold on to more liquid in your muscles, which is going to help you be able to create a bigger force output inside of your muscles, which is going to help you be stronger over the long haul. Now, something to keep in mind, there is creatine inside of red meat and there is creatine inside of eggs. Now, that doesn't mean you can just have one to two servings of red meat and eggs per day and you're probably getting a sufficient amount of protein or excuse me, a sufficient amount of creatine. It's probably going to take somewhere around like an entire pound of red meat per day to get the recommended amount of creatine per day, which is anywhere between three to five grams. And again, all it's going to do is it's just going to help give you a little bit of added strength inside of your body, which again is going to help you give a better output in your training over time, which can potentially help you be able to build more muscle because you're going to be a little bit stronger, which can potentially help you have a stronger metabolism, which could potentially help you be able to lose body fat faster and easier in the future because you are going to have a stronger metabolism. So it really does have a bit of a domino effect that can be very beneficial to your body composition. Now, if you're somebody who eats a ton of red meat and a ton of eggs each and every day, do you need to take creatine? Probably not because it's already 
sufficient inside of your body. But if you're not somebody who eats a lot of red meat, you're not somebody who eats a lot of eggs, taking a daily dose of creatine anywhere from three to five grams, you could take it through pill form, you could take it through powder form each and every day. The recommendation with that is just to make sure that you are taking it at around the same time each and every day. I know a lot of people like to take it with their pre-workouts. Some people take it first thing in the morning. Some people take it after the workouts. That's not necessarily what's as important as just making sure that you are keeping a sufficient level in your body at all times, which just means you're taking around three to five grams at the exact same time each and every day to keep those levels topped off, which is going to help you give create the most benefit. Now, does this mean that you have to take creatine in order to see great results? Absolutely not. It just again, is going to add maybe to that 5% of your results at the end of the day. Being 100% honest, I haven't been super consistent on creatine for the last couple of years. Have I seen a huge difference in terms of my results and in terms of my strength? Not big at all. Now, if I start taking it again, which is something that I've been thinking about getting back on the bandwagon and starting to take it again, will I see improvements? I may. And that's something that I will pay attention to. That's something that I'll document. And that's something that I will let you guys know about too, to see if I can actually see noticeable results when I get back on it. The biggest thing for me when it comes to supplements and things like this is just the convenience factor of it. How hard is it going to be for me to make sure to take my creatine every single day? And for me, sometimes like if I'm motivated and I'm in a routine and I'm really on top of things, then I can make that happen. But for the majority of the time, I'm looking at all of this as just more of a lifestyle thing and having to take certain supplements at certain times each day can get a little bit inconvenient. So to me, a lot of the times the payoff isn't worth the inconvenience of having to remember to take something at the same time each and every day just because I'm not super good at that kind of thing. That's not necessarily my strong suit. And so I'd rather just focus on progressive overload in the gym, make sure I'm eating enough protein, hitting my calorie intake each and every day and letting my body composition change as it does. But with that said, creatine has been proven to be able to help and potentially help you be able to create results a little bit faster just because you're going to be a little bit stronger, which is going to help you be stronger inside of the gym, which is going to lead to better results overall in terms of muscle mass, potentially in terms of how fast your metabolism is, which can make fat loss easier in the future too. So creatine is definitely not something that you want to just overlook. It's cheap. So chances are, if you're looking to get everything out of your nutrition and training that you possibly can, taking a supplement like creatine can make a lot of sense. Supplement number three is a fish oil. Now, the situation with the fish oil is pretty similar to the situation that I mentioned with the multivitamin. If you're, if you're already getting a good amount of fish in your diet, fatty fish in your diet, chances are you're already getting a sufficient amount of fish oil in your diet as well, which means you don't necessarily need to supplement with it. Say you're eating salmon around once per day, five to six times per week you potentially could be okay and not necessarily need a fish oil. Now, the benefit of taking a fish oil is the fatty acids inside of it are extremely healthy for us. They help lubricate our joints to make us feel better in terms of that. And when you're lifting a lot, you can get achy joints. So making sure that um, the fish oils are there to support your joints can be extremely beneficial, as well as for hormones, for our brain function. So again, if you are making sure that you're having five to six servings of salmon per week, do you need to supplement with the fish oil? Not necessarily. But if you aren't getting in a good amount of fish per week, you're not getting in a lot of omega-3s, 
then it makes sense to supplement with a fish oil to get the benefits from them. Whenever I have a client that I'm working with that I'm looking over their diet, they're saying that their their joints are starting to ache, uh, they're not feeling super well, take a look at their diet, and if there's not a lot of omega-3s in their fatty acids inside of their diet, I always recommend starting to take a fish oil just to see if that will help. Because again, if you're not getting it, then it makes sense to supplement with it if what you're not getting is affecting you. And that's when supplements make more sense at that point. Not just to take them, just to take them right up front if you don't actually need them and to waste your money on them. But if you aren't getting something inside of your diet, like fatty acids, like fish oils inside of your diet already, then it makes sense to start supplementing with them just because if it's something that's affecting you, why wouldn't you invest into that to help improve your joints, to help improve your brain function, to help improve your hormones overall, just because that's going to help you get better results. If your joints aren't hurting as bad, you're going to be able to train harder. You're going to be able to feel better. You're going to be able to train more consistently, not as dreaded as much, things like that. So a fish oil can definitely be beneficial, but if you are already getting a good amount of salmon in your diet is a very popular omega-3 fatty acid, you definitely don't need to be investing into a fish oil. Supplement number four is pre-workout. And when I say pre-workout, what I'm actually talking about inside of the pre-workout is mostly just caffeine. And for me, this is one that I use heavily before training, just because caffeine has been proven time and time again to be able to aid in performance, just because it's gonna help give you a little bit more energy. And for a lot of us, if you're training first thing in the morning, chances are you don't have a ton of energy, so taking some pre-workout before you train is just gonna help give you that little bit of stimulation, which is gonna help give you a little bit more of an edge, might add a little bit more pep to your step to be able to train a little bit harder. Or if you're training in the afternoons, it's say, You've worked all day, you're just getting to the gym, you're a little bit ran down, your mind's not completely in it quite yet, taking a little bit of caffeine can again give you some of that stimulant, which potentially can just help you have better training sessions, meaning you're going to be able to give a better output, which means you might be able to progress a little bit easier, you might be able to progress a little bit faster, just because you're going to have a little bit more strength, because first your motivation might be there a little bit more, and you're just going to have more energy, again, pep to your step um, inside of your training. So Pre-workout is a big one. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a pre-workout supplement in terms of like from a specific brand. Sometimes I'll use different pre-workouts from different brands. Sometimes I'll even just use like a monster, a white zero calorie monster before a training session. And honestly, sometimes I'll even just use a coffee. But the point is just to have some sort of a stimulant to your body to help give you a little bit more energy going into that training session to be able to have a better training session. And if you're a brand new beginner, I wouldn't suggest starting out with a lot of pre-workout, right? When you first go in, you don't need to be training balls to the wall. You don't need to be training super hard or anything like that. So just going in and learning the movements, you don't need a ton of energy for that. You don't need to be pumping yourself up and trying to hit new PRs and trying to lift a little bit more than you did last week because you're literally just trying to learn the movements and get things down. So you don't necessarily need a pre-workout in that case. But the more advanced that you get, 
The reality of the situation is that your training gets harder and harder over time. People always think that your training gets easier and easier or exercise should get easier and easier the longer that you go. But the reality of it is if you want to keep progressing your body over the long term, your training has to keep progressing as well. And I've talked a lot about this on the podcast. But for that to happen, for your training to keep progressing, that means that your training is going to continue to get harder and harder because you're going to be using more and more weight. You're going to have to be doing more and more reps. You're going to have to be doing more and more sets, accumulating more volume over time to keep getting the same stimulus. And so as you become intermediate to advanced, having pre-workout by your side just to help pump you up a little bit more for those sessions, give you a little bit more energy for those sessions to give you a little bit of an edge, um, makes a ton of sense in my opinion. So don't look past pre-workout, but again, one thing to just note here is that your body acclimates to caffeine over time, meaning it's not going to stimulate you as much the longer that you take it. Your body gets used to it. So coming on and off of it over time can really help, or at least lowering your doses per day can help as you add doses back in over time to start to get the same effect from it. But if you continuously take 300 to 400 milligrams of caffeine per day for years on end, well, after a year or two, you're not going to get the same feeling from it that you were when you first started taking it. So cycling your caffeine over time can help you continue to get the benefits from it. So if you're in like a deload week or you're like on a slower week or a slower block, a lower volume block where you're taking more of a break, cycling off the caffeine for A month or so, two weeks to a month can just be super beneficial in terms of being able to get the full benefit from the caffeine and and get the actual stimulation from it just because your body hasn't adapted to it or relies on it. And that's another thing to know is you don't want to make yourself have to ever rely on anything. So using it when it makes sense, when you have hard training sessions, maybe when you're in your last couple weeks of a meso cycle and the weights are getting heavy and it's getting harder, using it during those times that makes most sense rather than just using caffeine or a pre-workout in every single workout and becoming super reliant on it. And I've been in both camps right now. I'm more on the camp of I'll use it in the last couple of weeks of a meso cycle when training is getting super hard, things are getting super heavy. Um, I'm maybe not quite as motivated. It just helps give me that little bit of an extra edge. But if I'm in like a deload or my first one to two weeks of a meso cycle or the training is not quite as hard, my RPEs on most of my sets are anywhere from like a six to an eight rather than an eight to a nine. Then I'll try not to use it as much just so that I can get more of a benefit from it in the later part of the meso cycle when the training is getting a whole lot tougher. So it's definitely not something that you want to rely on. But at the same time, it's something that can be super beneficial just in terms of giving you that stimulation to have better training sessions when you actually need it. And that leads us to the very last supplement, supplement number five, which is honestly the one that probably has the most misconceptions around it and the one that I get the most questions about. And that is protein powder. And when it comes to protein powder, This is definitely not a necessity. You don't have to take protein powder if you have a goal of building muscle or you don't have to take protein powder right after a a training session to get the most benefit from that training session, anything like that. All that protein powder does is helps you get in more protein if you have a hard time hitting your protein goal from actual food. Let that sink in. A chicken breast that has 30 grams of protein in it is the same thing as having a scoop of protein that has 30 grams of protein in it. There's not a difference. The protein powder isn't any more special. It doesn't have any muscle building, special muscle building effects or anything like that. 
Protein powder is just simply a way to help you get in more protein without having to get it in through eating more protein in terms of actual food sources. So protein doesn't make you big and bulky. Protein's not going to help you get bigger over time. Protein powder is just simply a way to supplement getting in more protein to hit your goal. Let's say you have a goal of hitting 150 grams of protein per day. Having one to two scoops of protein can help you potentially get in an extra 50 grams of protein so that you only need 100 grams from your actual whole food sources and then you supplement with the extra 50 to make sure you're hitting that 150 grams. But if you wanted to get all 150 grams of protein in through chicken breast, through steak, through eggs, just through your regular diet, you absolutely could. It doesn't make a difference if you get that protein in from your actual diet compared to getting some of that protein in from actual protein powder. There is no difference there. Protein powder is just a convenient way to help get in more protein through the day to hit your ranges a little bit easier. And a lot of people have the misconception that you need protein powder or protein powder is what helps you build muscle or protein powder is the missing nugget that you need to maximize your results when that is absolutely not the case. Protein powder is just a way to hit your protein goal a little bit more conveniently if you have a hard time getting in enough protein through just your actual diet through your actual serving sizes of your protein in each of your meals. So that one's a huge misconception. I personally like to take protein powder just because, again, it's just an easy way to get in more protein through the day if I'm having a hard time getting it in through chicken, through steak, through eggs, through fish, whatever my other protein sources are during that day. So don't think that you have to take protein powder to build muscle. Don't think that protein powder is going to make you build more muscle than just getting in through your regular diet. It really just comes down to making sure that you're getting in the right amount of protein per day. And if using uh, supplementing with protein powder helps you be more consistent with getting in the right amount of protein for your body each day, then it makes complete sense to use it. If it doesn't and you're just using it because you think it's going to help you get big or it's needed because you need it after a training session because that's what's going to help maximize your results, that's absolutely false. Protein powder is just a way to help you get in more protein. There's nothing special about it. So just understand, if you have a hard time getting in protein, use a protein powder. If you don't have a hard time getting in protein, then don't. Honestly, if you're in a diet, I'd rather see you get more of your protein in through whole foods just because it's going to help keep you fuller by getting in from real food than it is from a protein powder. Protein powder is gonna be quick digesting. You're usually gonna get it in through liquid form, which is not gonna keep you as full as getting it in through actual food form like chicken breast, steak, egg, something like that, that is just gonna be more filling. If you're in a bulk or you're having to eat a lot of food and you're putting a lot of food into your system every day and you're always full, then using a protein powder might be able to help you not be as full from your protein sources to allow you to get in more calories to help you in that muscle building phase to keep calories up. But again, if you're in a diet, I'd much rather see you getting most of your protein in through whole food sources rather than using something like a powder just because, again, it's going to be more filling, which is going to help you be more adherent over the long run because staying full during the diet is one of the biggest priorities that we want to make consistency at the forefront for you to actually drop body fat consistently over the long haul. So hopefully that clears up protein powder as well. And again, when it comes to using whey or casein or vegan there's a few different things here that we'll just quickly touch on. When it comes to whey, whey to protein powder is just going to be the fastest digesting, meaning it's going to get into your system 
the fastest. So if it's right after a, a training session, you want the protein to hit your body right then and there, taking away protein is going to be the most beneficial. A casein protein is going to slowly drip that protein into your blood system over time, meaning if it's at nighttime and you're wanting to keep a consistent dosage of protein in your system throughout the entire night, then taking a casein at night can make sense. And again, is it going to make that much of a difference between the two? Not really. I always just suggest taking a whey protein. It's just the easiest. Generally, it's usually the cheapest as well and not something to worry too much about. But that's the difference. Casein is going to digest into your body slower, where whey is going to just digest into your body faster. And then when it comes to vegan protein, again, there's nothing wrong with this either. I work with some vegan clients, and I always suggest using a vegan protein powder to get help get in more protein through the day, because the reality of the matter is when you're vegan, it's a lot harder to get in the protein that you're going to need if you have a goal of building lean muscle tissue just through a standard vegan diet. So also, if whey does hurt your stomach, casein does hurt your stomach, some people that aren't vegan have these issues with whey and with casein protein powders, then looking at something like a vegan protein powder, even if you're not vegan, can make a lot of sense. I have clients that will do this as well just because whey and casein, they just bog down their stomach and they have a hard time digesting it. So using a vegan type protein powder instead can be beneficial. And that is going to wrap up our episode today regarding supplements. If you guys have any more questions that were brought up through this episode, you can always go down below where my email is linked and shoot me a message directly into my inbox and I'll make sure to help you the best I can and as well if that question might help more people, I'll bring that onto the onto the podcast and talk about it more in depth here also. So I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you have a little bit of extra time, you found some value here, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot and put this episode on your story and tag me in it. That way I can send you a message for personally thanking you for doing so, as well as repost it on my story, just showing others that you're finding value here too. So I really do appreciate you guys. Have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.